even though he made this, like there's he had a whole team of people like actually That's true. like erecting this. Um and like putting <laughs> it together. <laughs> nice choice of words. Language. That funny. Language. That's how it looks. Maybe not look not erect, but it looks like something. Welcome to Off the Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever, whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off the Rip. Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay, comfort the comments. Welcome back. Episode 53. Episode 53, I believe. What's going on? We back for another one. World's most dangerous hosts. We got uh, Shiz here. What's good, Shiz? Yo, what's up? Chilling, man. How you doing, man? Man, can't complain, bro. Can't complain. Just trying to stay healthy, you know. New year, new yeah, resolutions. Man. So, you know, I'm out here just trying to stay fit, man. Yeah, I seen you put in the light 5.5 the other day. Yeah, Listen, he acting man. up. Trying, trying, man. I'm really just, like I That's said, trying to stay active, to trying to switch it up. Yeah, so. That shit was tough, yeah. but, you know, I did it, you know. That's I what's up, it, man. So. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I don't even know if I could go three, like, consecutively. So that's that's impressive. Good for you. Uh, what's up with you? I'm going to go to Reem. I'm going to end with TP. What's up, Reem? <laughs> what's up? What's up? I'm doing well. Um, same, man. Can't complain. Things going well. Marissa's recovering from the surgery well, so. Got a, a few more weeks and she should be uh fully mobile again, so that would be nice. But uh yeah, man, things mm, going less good. work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I gotta I gotta get everything for her, but it's all right. It's it's yeah. what we do. So support. Is she yeah, she getting through it? She's What's rehabbing? That? Is she rehabbing? Nah, so like with this surgery, there's not too much rehab that you do because she has like two rods in her toes so like you can't really move them at all um Dang. the initial part of it Dang. so it's really just recovering and then the bones will fuse into the correct uh way and then they'll take them out and then you kind of rehab from there mm. but was it just yeah. crooked or what was it like yeah alignment? it's just yeah it's just like an alignment that could cause issues in the future so um, get ahead of she was it. Just a- yeah she was oh, able to get ahead of it so she was smart about it yeah <laughs> So she's yeah she's fighting through the pain right now she's she's dealing with it but she's doing it's well. About the shoe, it's about the shoes you wear sometimes, man. The nice. shoes you wear. Nike, Nike's killing all of us, man. Hey, the shoes are too narrow. My yeah. big toes like this. I got the crazy bunny, bro. <laughs> no, that, yeah, <laughs> no, it's yeah. only a matter of time, right? Yeah, no, I, I we all gonna need this at some point. That I've been rehabbing my junk for real. I damn yeah, I damn near broke my big toe. You can't do anything for it. So mm-hmm. my, my got really bad, and it's it's. It's been about six months now to straighten it back out a little bit. It's a, it takes like years. Yeah, it's yeah. a process. Yeah. Is it like an elastic band to like work out? That? Um, I got yeah. You got like you get toe spacers, and then okay. you just got to be walking. You got to stretch them out. You got to like put the ligament where it's supposed to be, and then bend yeah. it and stuff because like it never does that. So you got to get the flexibility back after you know years of wearing basketball years, shoes, right. football cleats. Um, yep. yeah, and um, yeah, just and don't wear shoes in the house. Mm-hmm. that's a really good good tip right there that's a good tip man yeah but yeah everything else going well appreciate you d yeah man i seen <clears throat> for our listeners i seen kareem 
uh, smirking a little bit when Sean was talking about that 5.5 mile. I was wondering if there's a little bit of oh! competitive, competitive spirit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because he was supposed to run. Yeah, he was supposed to run. I did run. I did run. I did run. You see what happened is my watch died in the middle of see what happened, yeah. I had a late three. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to go hit a six right after this pod. I noticed that. I just, sorry, my bad, y'all. Yeah, you saw that, right? Shizzy, I shiz gets the updates. I know he sees them. He sees them on the Apple Watch. Nah, yo, he's working. I see you. I see you. Yeah, yeah just not as hard as you. We're gonna, we gonna keep lifting each other up. We're gonna see. Hey, I'm, I'm hey, gonna get so, you tough motor. Exactly, exactly. So for our viewers, right? We have a we have a Snapchat group, and I, you know, we do our little check-in. Shout out to D for really motivating us because he's hitting the ground running every single day, no days off. Um, so you know, I put I put something in there like, yo, I just you know, I just ran a light. I know I ran five, and then Kareem, you know, with the little subtle kind of shady comment, yeah, oh, a light, a light five miles. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. all right, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, yep. a little. That's that's motivation right there. I appreciate it. Right, that's all it is. That's all it is. Little friendly that's comes, all, that's yeah. all I was wondering. I was just like, yeah. damn. So I'm wondering how many miles Kareem ran, or if yeah, he ran he, at all. But he ran a light too. So, anyways. Know. Oh, a little bit, a little bit. what's going on, Mook? Top of the morning. How you Top doing of the morning to you. Hello, good morning. Tell me what the lit read. Yeah, you know, uh, your boy is not running five miles, nor do I plan on running five miles anytime <laughs> soon. But I, I, I get you, a, I get you a few laps in. <laughs> yeah, we see, we see you getting up there though. A little two hand. I'm hip. Two oh, hand yeah. off too. Yeah, shit. I didn't even know I could do it until I did. Shit. At least you're not dunking on the girl this term like you did last time in the league. <laughs> He, I feel hey, like he did that she... twice. <laughs> he did do like it twice. He, I feel like he dunked on somebody twice in the Kobe League. Like, who are you? Now and now we're dealing with the after effects because the refs hate us. Especially that black ref, Mookie. That black exactly. ref. The residual effects of, of uh, us being too good. Yeah, the black ref. Who is, yeah, who I was calling the black ref. I'm sorry. Probably, I don't know. It was Earl Jenkins or something. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> Lee, Leroy, uh, Clarence. Uncle Ruckus. I don't know. Yeah, so Uncle probably Ruckus. Clarence. Let's go, Clarence. Clarence. Yeah, he be. He be I think his name. Nah, yeah, we'll give him a Clarence. So you think his name is Tom? I ain't gonna go that far. I ain't He's gonna put uncle. that on nobody. I'll give him. Yeah. I'll give him Earl James. Nah, nah. <laughs> he got that old man box cut too. Like, is that what happens when you get to that age? You either go bald or you get the box cut. You just, you just happy you got hair. Yeah, you gotta keep it. <laughs> you gotta keep it cropped. <laughs> Yo, I swear he looked like an extra out of like that that Harlem Nights movie. Like he's just on some like some shucking and jive shit, bro. Like just trying to get one over on you. Yo, speaking of old man haircuts, yo, Tory Lane's dad needs to let that shit go. He got a part with no hair. Oh my god, how does that work? He got a part with no hair. Defying science, optical illusions. Yo, Black people can do let it all. That shit, go, bro. My yeah, question is, what do you ask? What do you ask your barber for? <laughs> well, I get the point eight. Nah, he said, "Yo, just he he said, yo, just clear my shit out." <laughs> nah, he just nah, he probably he probably just puts the stencil on for the part and then like, all right, shade it in. What I'm thinking, like he rubbed his hands with some coal and then rubbed it on his bald head and drew a line in his head for the part. Nah, he got like a st strategic way of like keeping his head in the light, so you can't even really tell that it's not it's sprayed on like. <laughs> Yo, I meant to, I forgot to tell y'all about this too. So I'm down in North Carolina. So I'm at UNC's like bookstore or whatever like that. So go I'm heels. A few things. Go, go heels. heels. Go heels. So I'm getting something from the bookstore, right? 
This dude came in with the Carlos Boozer. I kid you not. I wanted to rub my hand on his head to see if it come off. Yeah, the class, classic black, Duke. The classic Duke. <laughs> the shoe polish one. The shoe polish on it, yo. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yo, speaking mm-hmm. of Luke, I see you, see you giving away some sneaks, man. What's up with that? You ain't selling them? No more resell? Nah, I mean, nothing was like, re- like, there's nothing to sell. Like, it's like just regular ass stuff, so. If I do get rid of some stuff that like I think is worth some money, then yeah, I'll I'll, I'll ask That's for a few pennies for it. But y'all got I mean, any scholars like, that are size thirteen? Yeah, if y'all need it, if if you know any kids that need a size thirteen, especially basketball sneakers, I got a pair of basketball sneakers. And there's a pair of KDs. I wouldn't play in them because like the bottom of them is like terrible, but mm. but you know you can still rock them. Yeah, Rashawn had a scholar um a couple summers ago. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, wait, I'm just trying to figure out where you're going with this. <laughs> nah, you know, my, my man, uh, he had the do-rag with, that he never took off. Um, oh, and... you got jokes. That's not my scholar. Don't do me yo, like that. Yo, Don't do me like friend. that. Oh, he, now he's, he's my friend, friend too. Wow, okay. I'm going to let you finish the story. <laughs> I don't want to give him his name. I don't want to give him his name, but mm. I just remember the day that uh, he wanted to show us something, so his man ran to his backpack and Went to go get something out of his backpack, and I never seen Rashawn move faster. Ran out the classroom, like yo, I'm like, oh, yeah, just get, just get something yeah. to show us, bro. The, the space, the space wasn't safe, bro. If if you knew the way this kid showed up, like in circles, and I know we're we're kind of going off script right now, but he would talk to himself and shit, and just kind of giggle. So I'm like, uh, you gotta watch him. But yeah, he went to yeah. his bag, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be the first one to That's get. Shot and up. You got the Thule on him? He's about to up it on us, yo. Yo, he's about to spray us. And I'm like, yeah, as long as I get out the room, I got a chance. Yeah, man. A funny, story, funny story about almost getting shot or being in the shootouts. Um, I, when I was at my old barber shop. What? Like, whoa, whoa, wait. <laughs> what? Barbershop, my old barber shop. Oh, you know, yeah. That, yeah. Um, there was a shooting across the street, but it sounded, no, there was a shooting outside my barber shop, but. When you hear gunshots, it sounds like it's right there. So I'm in the chair, and I'm getting there's a portion of this of the part of the bar, of the haircut where the barber puts a washcloth on your face before he does like you know uh, face treatment. So I had the the washcloth waterboarding. Yeah, for Man, real. You get and at this time, <laughs> at this time, you know, I, I was taking a lot. Of, I was really tired a lot. You know, before I started my my CPAP sleep apnea treatment, so I'd be falling asleep in random spots. So I'm in the barber chair, basically floating in and out of consciousness. And all of a sudden, you just hear pop, 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 pop. Then I got the towel on my face. So I take the t- I whip the towel off. And I already see everybody crash to the back and then run downstairs as a basement. But I tried to get up, but the chair was leaned all the way back. So I get up and I stumble. And then I just stand up and look. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, damn. If I go, I go. <laughs> That's it for me, man. Like, he got- <laughs> I can't make it. So Yo, they, cl- they closed the door behind them. I just stayed there and I just like kind of ducked behind the chair and then just stood up like, yo, if he if you want me, he got me. There ain't no point in hiding. Yeah. So long now, let me let me long. ask you, let me oh, ask yeah, you a question ahead. though. Yeah. Were you done with the cut though? No, halfway through the cut. No, he was halfway through the oh, cut. I was, I was gonna say, if you were done with the cut, I'd be out. Like shit, free haircut. <laughs> so I still had the I had the barber bib on me and everything, yo. So nah, so so then um That'd be a crazy everybody, way to go out. Everybody comes up. Yeah, no. Pedro just starts cutting my hair like nothing happened. Like, he's like, okay. But anyway, so a couple years later, um, now I'm like famous in the barbershop because they have video on it. They had security footage on it. And they like rewatched this like America's <laughs> Funniest Home Videos. Watch me trip out the chair and then just stand there. 
but I, I found out that they thought that I was extremely tough because I just stood there. And I was like, no, I'm just extremely slow. <laughs> that's the only reason. That's the only reason I didn't move. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Hey. But on the video, it looks like I was like ready to take on the shooter or something. But I was like, nah, nah, nah that's not what happened. I'm not even gonna give you that. Dang, if you knew there was recording, you could just put your hand in the front pocket like, oh, oh yeah, like you're about to oh, we doing that? We doing that? And to be honest with you, to be honest with you, that's not the first time they had issues like that. I think. Yeah, before that, before. They, yeah, it was a shooting. Before they, that's how actually, you know they got the fire haircuts. Though. They shot and killed somebody. <laughs> ran in with a ski mask, shot and killed somebody in the barber chair. Yeah, that was a yeah. hit. He that's, went to yeah, he went so to Regis. He went to Regis with me too. Yeah, so I'm like, all this Dang. shit happening in JP. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's too close to Forest Hills. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> but. Anyways, that just that just made me think of that funny story. My fault to get off track, but it's off the rip. We keep it off the rip. So what's up with you, TP? I wanted to uh, keep you last because you know you got you got a story to tell. Daddy um, P, to check in with you. Shout out to you. Shout out to the shout out to the lovely fiance and shout out to Sasha. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead, man. Man, it's sur- it's surreal. Like half the time I'm like we chilling in between naps and like yo, we we got a kid. <laughs> like um Rashad asked me about the um the seat the seat at the the where you get to sleep at and labor and delivery and it makes absolutely no sense that the chair doesn't even recline all the way back flat mm. and like and then but then after you give the birth at least at Newton Wellesley they got a whole little twin size bed pull out couch thing but when mm. you when you there gotta support your woman and everything or your lady your girl your fiance your wife they they just have you sleeping in shambles, bro. Person capable of giving birth. Yes, that's better. <laughs> um, so yeah, it it was honestly though, I feel so lucky because like I'll be talking to my friends and they're like, yeah, you know, my kid advanced. And everybody thinks their kid advanced, and they're probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we just been like humbling ourselves, being like, yo, we're lucky. Like our our daughter is very like prototypical, like like mm. the the stuff that we read and learned before like it's it's showing up so like we're like oh cluster feeding and you know when they poop and how many times they're supposed to poop and all that like i was tallying poops and peas bro it was crazy <laughs> um but uh all that's going really well so we just feel so lucky about that she i mean she 10 days old she picking her head up a little bit we'd be like oh, hey. oh, yeah exactly see you know it like yeah. like she'd be like she'd be sleeping on my chest and she'd be like Ugh. I'm like, oh shoot, she picked her head up, yo. She out here. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, and we always be trying tummy time, even though it's way too early. You know, we just hyped. <laughs> um it, it's it's the ultimate joy. Like, I don't even be mad. Like when she be waking up in the middle of the night, I'd be like, Oh, I still be like, Oh damn, you're so cute, bro. Um, and um, we found a baby picture of myself, and that's a girl version of me, bro. It's lit. I feel like yo, that. Marissa said that when she's when we yeah, saw the yeah, picture, saw Marissa like, said it looks exactly just like you. You can't you can't yeah. deny that, bro. Um the thing we're looking forward to most is for her melanin to come all the way in. Really excited about that. She got a little light. her hands look like Kareem's right now. Hey, <laughs> my girl. Yeah, her hands and feet are like light skin because like blood doesn't flow to their hands and feet because mm-hmm. they can't really use them right now. So she'd just be like smacking the shit out of us and smacking shit out of stephanie's boobs and shit she don't know how to use them but um yeah we're just looking for to, to see what she really gonna be like um i could go on for days about it it's crazy but um it's 
I find myself looking forward to the milestones, but then I'd be like, yo, mm-hmm. just take it one day at a time, like yep. each day, because like in a grand scheme of things, like once they turn like once they get to like 10 and not even that cute no more, they just like little people really. <laughs> so like you just gotta just keep keep that bearing and not not rush anything and just take it day by day, man. It's it's been great. Whole new perp whole new purpose for living. Absolutely. Right. No, that's amazing, man. Congrats to you and Steph. That's uh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Any any words from our from our uh, current fathers for the new father? I think you I think you stated everything. Like I said, like enjoy, like you said, enjoy all the moments and stuff like that. Because you know, pretty soon they're gonna be ten years old, and like you said, they ain't gonna be cute no more. So enjoy <laughs> all the moments and stuff like that. Like I miss when Zoe was that little, and I could just you know just pick her up and and I now I don't have to even think about like you know holding her head and stuff like that because you know she's on stage now where she can do all that but it's like mm. i miss those times of just being able to to hold her you know while she's little and stuff like that and with one arm like not, a football exactly exactly you're just like tapping on like the back and she falls asleep within like two minutes now her ass never want to sleep she want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and annoy me so i miss when she's really little like that <laughs> Now, T, do you have the full twelve weeks for paternity? Um, yeah, I do, eight? but I'm t- I'm okay. taking I'm taking eight going back. She's staying at home, okay. and then I'm taking the last four weeks of school, and then she go oh, back to work. Okay. Yeah, okay. so I split it up. That's cool. Um, yo, That's cool. and one one other thing that I know other brothers need to hear, like just because I don't know, but just hearing everything about you know m- men not showing up for their kids and stuff. Yo, I've taken so much pride, and I think like this uh, baby has just like, even elevated our relationship to the next level even more with our communication and like mm. she doesn't have to, and she doesn't have to like. There's always that stereotype of like men being like oblivious to what the baby needs, but like nah, like I listened to like the classes we went to, I read some of the books she read, and like I know like I'll be ahead. Like if she breastfeed a boom, I get her like pillow thing together. I'm getting a diaper ready for when she take a shit, like mm. cleaning off the changing pad. Like I'm a step ahead. Like and I'm taking pride in that shit. Like shit. In my in my head, I got ten boards and twelve points and five assists. Like cause I'm like oh boom, I got that. Like <laughs> I'm getting her breakfast ready while she feeding, so it's just on the table ready for her because she gotta do I like I realize that every single time she wakes up she gotta breastfeed or and something like I changed pretty much 80% of the diapers of getting nice getting real quick with it um but yeah you know, and it's just crazy the biological connection um between them because like she be crying like I'm murdering her sometimes changing her diaper as soon as I put her on that pad she be like mm? And then she'd be like, Ugh, start crying. It gets worse. <laughs> Stephanie be like, she'd be like, mm, like just all quiet and stuff. Oh, she, she knows, like, she I knows get... that's the food source. She's yeah, like, that's exactly. She's like, oh, food, food right truck there. here. Food yeah, truck here. We exactly. Good. Yeah, I'm a chill. But um, yeah, man, it's it's just been beautiful, and I just yeah, I just love supporting my wife too, mm. or my fiance. Mm. Like, it, like I have so much joy in that. Like just being like making sure she got what she need to take care of our kid. That's mm-hmm. dope, bro. And you get on a you, you you're creating a routine right for for the baby, but mm-hmm. then ultimately for yourself too. So yeah, it's just it becomes second nature. The more you know, the more and more that you're doing it, and you're supporting you know your fiance. So I mean, it's just a beautiful thing, bro. Continue continue to enjoy that. Um, similar to what Mook said, man. Just and, and you mentioned this too. Continue to be you know present because I'm looking at pictures from when Kai was first born. I'm like certain times where I I just don't remember um you know those earlier stages but yeah definitely definitely stay in the moment but that's that's beautiful i can't wait to get them shots so she come play with y'all kids 
lit. Yeah, absolutely. And those are the things that suck, though. I, I will be the first one to say I'm like, oh, the, the shots, babies, yeah. The babies get the shots yeah. and stuff. I'm just, I'm a sucker so for hard. babies crying. Yeah. So, yo, my girl has way more patience where she be like, like I'm like, yo, she be in the bed, like, like Sasha be in a, a bassinet, like, eh, eh, eh. I'm like, yo, she pick her up. She's like, nah, just wait. She might calm herself down. Yeah, I'm like, I let's get her. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, just wait. I'm like, yo, I thought it was gonna be the other way around, but <laughs> nah, I'd be wanting to pick her up instantly. And then sometimes she just she'll cry in the middle of her sleep. She'll be sleeping and be like, what? And then go back mm. to sleep. Like you'd be like, oh snap, pump fake. Like, oh. <laughs> you was up like, wait, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I never knew that happened. Yeah, we're starting a sleep training with uh Kai right now where we're just putting him down. Um, and he just, just had to figure it out. And that has been really tough for me this past week. So, I mean, he's better now, but the first night he cried for about an hour and we would go in every five minutes and like pat him and stuff. Well, Annabelle will go in and pat him because I couldn't, I, I just <laughs> could not do that. Cause I'm like, I'll go in there and pick him up and fuck up this whole sleep training thing. But um, yeah, he's just, he's, he's getting better at it now. Like last night he cried for me. He didn't even cry at all last night. He went down, but you know, he progressed as you know as week as we continue to stick with it. But yeah, I'm a sucker for babies crying, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm the first one to pick them up. So my, my blunt rolling skills actually has also improved in my childcare. <laughs> um because the swaddles, bro. Stephanie can't swaddle like me. Like I was being there, got her nice tight looking like a little baby burrito. Yeah. Like, and that's from the from the concept of blunt rolling. We got tuck it in, boom, boom, get that in there and then roll it over. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't even actually looking like <laughs> make sure it's all rolled up tight. Yeah. <laughs> well, glad everything is going well. Good to hear from y'all about parenting. Uh Reem, any 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 knowledge with the with the dogs? With the dogs? <laughs> oh, oh man, that's crazy, yo. Nah, I ain't got nothing. That, y'all, y'all sound like y'all doing a beautiful job. I ain't got nothing to say. Just, but Just as long as you're not that person when people talk about their kids, you start talking about your dogs. <laughs> no, no, I know yo. better than do that. Yo, I, honestly, I hate I, that I know person, better. bro. Honestly. Yeah, nah. I mean, me and Marissa, like, Nala is, like, our – is a child to us, but around other people, we don't say that because – People, yeah, no, but completely different. Y'all doing a a good job. I ain't got nothing for y'all. Y'all crushing it. Kareem's the dog whisperer, bro. Like he be he be in his yeah. bag. With I'm not that bad. Shit. I'm not bad. Dogs, dogs like me. I'm a calm yeah, source, like right? I, yo, I'm telling you the the way. I'll tell y'all a secret right now. The we the way to get to a dog is to ignore them, right, and just pretend like they're not mm. even there. That's how you get dogs to like you. Just can't do that. I can't do that because no, but I I ignore them, but they still want to fuck with me. So well, because they yeah. sense your they sense they the anxiety. Sense anxiety. Same, same. Oh, dogs yeah. always want to mess with me. And I'm like, yo, I'm yeah. not interested. Yeah, mm, like, yeah. I don't want to pet you. Make yeah. Your hands sm- make make my hands smell. Like get out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's my dog tip for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit is funny. Y'all gotta chill out with all these kids and rings, man. Y'all. Making the household a, a dangerous one for me. No, we we know it's a matter of time, bro. Shut up, you finna get that nigga. <laughs> y'all, so, y'all driving up the price it, over here. Time, the man. price of the brick just went up. Oh, for real, <laughs> for real. Yeah, 
Oh man, oh, he be, be trying to change the subject anytime she like swipes on any of our stories. Oh, it's oh, like when God. you know when you get a new car and then you start noticing your car is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> D, I feel you. I, yo, that's a really big. I feel you. Feel me, uh huh. Constantly, constantly. <laughs> well, shit, Kareem be there. Kareem be there soon. You know, once them, what them toes get right. You know soon I mean? enough, yeah. When the you know toes get right, there we go. There we go. <laughs> He's like, you know, he knows that's get. a long process, low keys. He's like, all right, word, yeah. I yeah, to- I know. I'm that's, that's that's just enough time. That's just enough time. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure out something, man. No, but honestly, Rashawn. But actually, no, that didn't work out for Rashawn. Actually, Rashawn nah, did, nah, did it. Yeah, I got hit. Yeah. <laughs> no, but serious, on serious note, do you feel? Do you feel that pressure now? Um, considering that you know me, TP. And Mook are now fathers. I, I just want to hear from y'all. Y'all feel like y'all, y'all significant others are like, yeah. So what's what's 1, up? One thousand percent. Okay. One thousand percent. Yeah. Yo, how, how does that show up though? Like, I'm mm. just curious. Oh, it's it's funny. Without, you know, keep from... you keep your stuff private, stuff private. But yeah, no, no, no. Before, it's like, it's yeah. not it's not a, it's not annoying to me. It's funny, and it's not and it's not just one sided. I'm making it sound one sided, but it's mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. thinking about it too. Yeah, I'll be thinking about it too. You know, because okay. not just not just y'all, like in my immediate circle, but in general, like a lot of my people that I, I go around or hang out with um, are married, engaged or have kids. So it's like definitely I feel the I feel the ticking time clock like, damn, like, all right, when are you going to get your shit together? Um, even separate from from whatever's going on with with Steph. But um, nah, so you don't show you up. Don't- Oh, let me cut you off. You don't think your shit's you together? Yeah, yeah dude, that's what I'm that? about to ask. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, no. When I say I need to get my shit together, like, like what is my plan? Like, what is the what is the timeline for me? Like, okay. just like when do I want to have things in place um, where I will feel more than comfortable um, moving forward? Or if something were to happen, I would feel like, all right, I can handle this situation. You know, mm. I, I don't feel like I'm right at that spot yet. Um, mm professionally financially um i would like to have a little more uh security or stability but then also i feel like that's also just are you ever going to be ready you know yeah that's the other thing that i say in my head Um, at some point it's gonna it's gonna be a leap like because you're never gonna feel ready even you you'll probably be in the process of preparing to be ready and then it's just gonna happen yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when Annabelle found out that she was pregnant, I'm like, God damn, we haven't been married for like four months. <laughs> I mean, I was happy. I, I was happy, but I'm like, you know, when it happens, bro, you you know, you readjust, right? Like, so yeah. I don't it was know. A surprise was, for us, we was planning yeah. like a year, like like six, eight months later to start trying, and then mm. <laughs> shit just started getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, similar to D, like I don't I, I don't think we feel pressure, but like we see all of our friends are having children right now. Like we've got three baby showers to go to in, in February. Yeah. Um so it's like, yeah, it's just it's all around us. Like you said, D the car example is so perfect for us right now. It's like we see it <laughs> everywhere now. Yeah. Um, but it's like it, it's not pressure, it's just like excitement. Like both of us are uh like getting into our careers, and so that feels like we're getting way closer to that point. And so I think that's what's like, well, it's cool to see. 
I might yeah. have some leftover baby gear that you know unopened for the low. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, you hold on to those mm-hmm. things. Hold on to them things. Yeah, for the yeah, baby shower, there, somebody. There's a little bit of FOMO with y'all, with y'all having your kids, and then be like, yeah. damn, like, mm-hmm. what is, is my if my kid? Um, who will they be able to grow up with? Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Who will yeah. they be able to? Who will they be able to hang out with her? They gotta just have some. Yeah. They gonna have a few big homies. They just gotta have know? some older cousins. You know. That's yeah. All. Just make sure you don't raise some mean ass kids. Kids, all right, be nice. <laughs> uh, my kids are gonna be mean as hell, boy. Tell you that right now, yo. Because that's the thing in the grant in the grand scheme of things. Once, like, like, yeah, this one or two years now is like, oh, dang, like they really won't be able to play with right. each other like that. Yeah, but like when they're like eight and six, like they they would be in elementary school together. Like they'll be able mm-hmm. to grade or two behind. They would know each other. You know, they they then they when they're in high school, like well, people looking out for them, making sure they yeah, don't be exactly. struggling. Yeah. Like, that one that or two years is, is, is like. <laughs> Would you say, D? I said, if that still happens, oh, I don't even know kids have lockers no more. Nah, they're going to have nah. little cubbies for their laptops. There ain't no books in there. He's going to have the cloud, yeah. Yeah. Well, he pushed me into the cloud machine. <laughs> <laughs> right into the server room. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, nah, man. man. It's cool. But even, even not even my immediate friends, I just realized like most of my close cousins that I grew up with in age all got kids or are married as well. So it's like all around me at the moment. And my mom definitely got baby fever as well. That's what's that's what's the craziest mm. part is that my mom wants to be a grandmother. So <laughs> that's that's the funniest part. Yeah, that's yeah. how my mom was. <laughs> now she got you know, two. You know what that means though? That means that you're right around the corner though, because when, when grandma starts to feel that, you know, it's funny how the universe <laughs> starts to <laughs> starts to align to make shit happen. So mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But all right, Joe, we have some other stuff to talk about today. Um, in classic city of Boston fashion, um, we have a tribute to uh, Martin Luther King that is in the form of a statue um, that was unveiled, what was it, a couple of days ago? And Coretta Scott King. Oh, of Mar- Dr. King and Coretta Scott King. Today, as we're recording, it is Martin Luther King Day. So I'm thinking that they wanted to reveal this for today for people to come see. But I think they revealed it a couple of days ago. They dropped yeah, it Friday. on it. Friday. Yes. On Friday. It was a, a a VIP unveiling. Yeah. And I was driving on, I think I was driving on, you know, when you're driving down 93, you can kind of see. No, that couldn't have been it. Where was Stero, it? Stero yes. Drive, right? Yeah. yeah. Stero, well, is it in the common or is it on the Esplanade? It's in the common. It's in the oh, common. Yeah, common. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's somewhere where you could kind of see like the tarp covering it, and I always was wondering where, like, what that was. But that's kind of I don't know how I saw it. Maybe I'm just complaining a couple of things. But anyways, pretty big, um, pretty big statue. Uh, what hey, do y'all, yo, <laughs> when they got unveiled, unveiled. What are y'all thoughts on the, the statue? Let, let me give the people some background yeah, yeah. of the other concepts before we we tear oh, into it. Thank okay, you. take it away, take it away, um, Daddy P. Oh, hey, yo. Hey, so yes. <laughs> the um, <laughs> the, it was commissioned by the uh, Boston's Boston Art Commission, and it is called the The Embrace by artist Hank Williams. The Embrace is a bronze figural abstraction based on a photo of an embrace between Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King. The artwork differs from the singular heroic form of many memorials to Dr. King and others, instead emphasizing the power of collective action, the role of women as leaders, 
and the forging of new bonds of solidarity out of mutual empathy and vulnerability. So that was the um, explanation given by the Boston Arts Committee, probably from artist Hank Williams of New Jersey, aka not Boston, but he is black. <laughs> and he also is tripping. Yeah, I guess that's a great uh, story or background for the sculpture. However, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at right now. Like, this is... He played I'm us. Be, I'm going to have to be honest. This is just hot garbage. Corona um, Scott King hugging a turd. So, from this angle, yeah, it looks like a turd, looks like a penis. I don't know. Maybe that's just the way my brain is because I have a pretty fucked up mind. Um, but to me, this isn't worth $10 million. What does this have to do and with women as leaders? This has absolutely nothing to do with that. And for me, no TP, before we started airing, you sh you shared a picture of what it should have looked like. Yes. That looked a lot better than whatever the fuck this is. The picture of what it looks like is fantastic, honestly. I think that's re it's really cool. And it's clear of what it is. Um, I mean... Yeah, for what it's supposed to be, yeah, it's really good and detailed. But what came out, I don't know. Like, I need to, I need to see him in the lab. Like, what, what did he do? <laughs> like, I, I'm no artist, but I need to see the technique because there's so many. Why is there all these lumps on this bronze? Like, his sandal was broken. I don't know. Yeah, the the statue is not appealing, not aesthetically appealing at all. Not the same. Uh, I I thought that those feelings I had were just the initial feelings of myself and I was like just being cynical. Then I saw a lot of the online reaction. I was like, okay, no, nah, I'm I'm with everybody on that because you know art is subjective. Mm. So there's people selling selling art for a lot of money that I was like, I swear I could do that in kindergarten. But so <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I who's to say what is what? I don't know. But this statue to me uh, especially, like I said, in the city of Boston, not being good uh, is a very big missed opportunity and and more of the same that we get of the lip services, the lip service that mm. that uh, the community of color gets in the city of Boston. Just pretty insulting. I wonder if there's like a certain angle that you need to look at it to get like the full appeal or like the artist's intention of what it was supposed to look now. Angle. Mine no, is being under just, it. I haven't seen. I haven't been under it yet. That's a, no, but that's a, that's a good point, Kareem. Because I'm looking at it too. Like maybe, it, maybe in person. Maybe like, in I'll person, have to see it in person to fully. Yeah. But right now, right. it doesn't look great. Yeah. yeah, this is not. Or at least the picture they chose to put up on the. Uh, like put up who on is the that? Lump, whose arms are right. that lumpy, bro? Like, yeah, like Martin Luther no King, what, he wasn't a skinny man, but he was not like. Especially when you look know. at the picture that he modeled it off of, it's just, it, yeah, yeah, it nah. doesn't look great. Like the arm, like one of them when yeah. you got that auntie that really be making that potato salad, and she got that little hangy thing above her elbow, just a little fat extra up there. Like that's what the arm looked like, and it's supposed yeah, to be. That's how you know the mac and cheese is gonna be good. Yeah, and <laughs> but, but wasn't making no mac. But and honestly, cheese. here's here's the thing too. You you picked this sculpture out of 128 other artists. Like we go with this one. I'm I'm more so curious to see what the other ones look like, because you if you invest ten million in this, then that's right. Honestly, that's right. trash. Was this the they trash. received they received a thousand public com comments around the top five in 2018. I don't mm -hmm. know where I was at, but they should have hit me up because I would have. 
<laughs> well, T, to your point, like it's the, the initial, yeah, the initial good. like uh, conception of it looks good, but like the outcome is just, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what they promised. And, but then also, every, like, did he have an explanation about like women in leadership or anything like that? Because like, I see her mm. being in, in the picture of the rendering. She is being embraced by King and she has her hands under. So he's hugging her, in my opinion. When if it was about women's leadership, she should be hugging him, being like, yo, it's okay. Like, I'm going to support you or something like that. Like, but she's the one being hugged. Again, like mm. art can be abstract and subjective, but something that has such an important message. And again, with the, the, the history of the city, I think you need to be as explicit as possible and non-abstract with what you're depicting. So people know what they're seeing when they see it. Because mm -hmm. if someone just walks and looks at this or comes to look at this statue, how does that come across at all? How does That's any of the stuff about uh, women of color, Coretta Scott King, leadership in the movement, how does that come across at all? You just see to, you have to, I guess, read the whatever's next to the statue, the little mm -hmm. blurb next to the statue to see that. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just a missed opportunity, not a time to have an abstract piece of art, but something that actually is, um, shows what you're trying to say. Um, and another time could have been for that piece of art somewhere else. Yeah, or, I think or, that's a really good point, D. It's just like for something like this, you don't really you probably don't want it to be abstract. You want it to be really to the point because of the importance of it. Like MLK is, is obviously a huge figure in our history. So like you don't want something to where people have to go look at it and like ponder for an hour to figure out what it is. You want something that's like, I look at it and I clearly understand what that's trying to portray. And they could have done that for any other sculpture. This probably should have been a more, in my opinion, it probably should be a more clear image of what they were trying to convey. Yeah. Or, yeah, and I agree with that too, but maybe that could have been the, this could have been intentional, right? Like if I see this in a Boston comment, I'm like, yo, wait, what the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? That's now true. I'm I'm intrigued. So now yeah. I'm going to go and, and read the blurb. So this could have been intentional, but still, I definitely agree with y'all. If we're doing something for MLK, you know, you, you have to convey that. Let it be known. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I guess like good, any publicity is good publicity at this point, well, right? And, You're getting people to yeah. look at it. Art <laughs> is, art also is meant to, is, is free, is, Freedom of expression is meant to drive conversation and thought. So I guess in that in that aspect, it's doing its job because it's right. supposed to elicit a response. Yeah. Um, whether it's good or bad, that's what art does. Um, so this is just the the nastiness of all right. So now are you like you said, Kareem and Rashawn, like you just wanted this to be a monument of the city that people come and see. Mm. Um, a la the being in Chicago. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, this is going to be an attraction for the city so we can drive up some sort of economic revenue or whatever. Or am I really going to make a standing tribute to this person who was a leader in a movement and changed the course of history? You know? Yeah. So I, I and, and there's a world where you can accomplish both, but I just feel like it was skewed a little bit more towards the business side of the city. Yeah. Mm. Out of just curiosity, I would love to see what some of the, the other top um, participants were. Like, what were some of the other options where they chose this over that? Just like, just just out of curiosity. And also, choosing artists that's not from Boston, I think, is 
Yes. It's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Million yeah. Million. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or no, my, what's my fault, T? Go ahead. My question is, was there, um, do you think there was like a contract or anything like that? Because, well, like for him to like get it, because like, what's the return policy? So that's what I'm the, thinking. So the I mean, picture he put was fire, and then yeah. that they dropped it. Like, oh, okay, uh, uh. it's like when you order shoes online and they don't they don't hit when they come. Like you can send them what back. you ordered versus what you yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point, T. Because I'm thinking like you know, city the city of Boston is built off of nepotism, right? So who who got the one up on 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 this, right? Motherfucker who probably used to live in Boston, but the nigga reside in New Jersey now. But yeah, I I don't know. I would love to see if, but to me, oh, my fault, D, I just want to make this last point, but this shit costs $10 million, right? That shit don't look like it costs $10 million. So I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where the other million went to. Well, you got to pay the Pete, like, even though he made this, like there's, he had a whole team of people like, actually, that's true. Like erecting this, um, and like putting <laughs> it together. <laughs> nice choice of words. Language. That's funny. Language. That's, that's how it looks. Maybe not look, not erect, but it looks like something. So, yeah. So that's probably part of it. Uh, yeah, but there's so many, there's so many yeah. art schools in Boston. There's so like prestigious art schools in Boston. They should have made a point. Like, or even the MFA or all the others, like, is any yeah. of them team up with it or any of them have a say in it? I don't know. Well, I feel I like know. a I feel like a bunch of people that are the working Boston on Arts the committee. MFA yeah, are oh. part of the Boston Arts Committee. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. And I mean, oh, the MFA is a plagiarism. Ooh. Yeah, the MFA has this. MFA has a has a pretty dark uh, racial past as, as, as well. Issues. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> Well, that's that's my point about the history of the city of Boston. And, and well, yeah, I mean, I mean, think color. about it. And and T T D, you guys have been a part of this. Like, not until I think it was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen that, um, you know, there was a there was a Black History Month exhibit in at the MFA, right? And that's right down the street from the Mission Hill projects and all these neighboring communities that look like us, right? Black and brown people. So I mean. It's just up until 2018, there was nothing before that is really telling of where we're at as a city. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, Y'all ready to take culture, the kids honestly. to go see the monument? Y'all know, y'all know that's going to be I got to see it in person. I got to see it in person. Yeah, I got to see it. I got to see it. But from that standpoint, I do appreciate that a little bit. Like, okay, it is an attraction that you can go look at. Like, that's cool. Right. This the the yeah. city of Boston is lacking in tourism. I think. Or, is it? I you got the no. I I mean, we I say that because extremely we, boring city compared to the other cities you go to. Well, I think that's because that's because all the other cities, it's I think that's because you live here. Is so much more yeah. fun to be in than Boston. Like well, our, there's so much more to do than. Boston. I mean, you got the you got nah. the Freedom Trail, you got the Duck Tour, you got all these mm-hmm. other different excursions. I mean, they're not niggas ain't coming to Dorchester to go on an excursion or you know. But there's a lot of history within that places. too. But yeah, yeah exactly. If you're, so, like, com- if you're like not from East Coast at all, Boston is like a, an amazing tourist place. If you're up, from yeah. England, maybe it's like a little less, but even then, still the bars, like the 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 restaurants, all that stuff is enough for people to go. And especially if you're white. It's especially, I mean, especially interesting because all that history is pretty much well. A lot of the history that's glorified here is their history, um, yeah. Mm. And and the nightclubs and bars and stuff that that's for them. So 
it, it it's lit just not really for us so if you speak it for yourself do you, you you're on to something because yeah. you know we, we went yeah, to chicago true. like chicago probably point. got the same stuff as us but they got some shit for black people too i guess chicago D- i mean that's chicago dc um I, I, would, I was about to say i can name five other cities off yeah, the top of my DC, head that atlanta i think do better um, than boston oh of course yeah and again yeah. like you you've been here for how long you know yeah no but, but that's as expensive for as expensive as boston is and for the commerce that boston has to be in the top five of all those things even top five in traffic or whatever yeah to we're not actually, have yeah, some we're of like the, to, not, to not we're offer the for same sure. things that some of these cities offer yeah I, that's what i'm trying to highlight is like i, feel I you. think boston is behind in that sense yeah it could be but coming to boston when i when i lived in connecticut and i had mm-hmm. never really been as like a person who was 21 mm-hmm. it was fucking dope like just to be in the big like it's it's cool yeah, yeah. like when i was it's, when it's I definitely was, worth but i was gonna say like going from school in springfield to going to school in boston like being in boston was amazing like you take you so know is the that, green is line, that like you, a my bad to cut you off for you no, I was gonna say like going, taking the T, like taking the Green Line to um like North End or Faneuil or whatever, and then going to all the bars there. You can't like really bar hop, but you kind of can, like with the covers and whatever. But like it was so different from being in Springfield, where in Springfield there's like one area you go to, and then you don't really want to go anywhere else outside of, especially where our college was. Mm. Um, and so like you know Springfield's a big city too and it's got like its history and it's got its you know attractions as well but completely different when you compare it to to Boston um and like you said T I think the age definitely makes a difference too like for a college or young 20s Boston is probably a pretty popular spot to be I was gonna say so maybe it's because you guys are regional y'all look at Boston like this just like y'all say because I've been here I'm looking at like this I look at it differently I think because Mm -hmm. y'all are regional y'all have this affinity to Boston Boston Ah, is special I mean, Boston's of, nothing I special. I don't give a fuck about Boston, first of all. Right? <laughs> well, like, there ain't nothing that great about it, but that's where I live. So I don't even I live mean, in a lot Boston. of people that I live outside I of Boston. Go, like, whenever I travel, especially if I have a lot of family down south and they're living in Baton Rouge, whenever they hear about Boston, they, they don't even know it's Massachusetts. They're like, oh, Boston? I got, I ain't been in that state yet. I got to get up there. Like, yo, <laughs> it's, it's different. Especially, yeah, like, yeah. even just in general, like when I was living in Louisiana, I was like, yo, they got hills in Boston. It was like oh, hills, like it's just so flat in Louisiana and stuff like that, like all that stuff. Or like the skyline. There's an actual sky. There's no skyline in in Baton Rouge or or New Orleans. Really, there's not a skyline mm. because you, there's no hills to look at it. Yeah, I could go. Let's see. Obviously, New York, Chicago, DC, Atlanta, San Francisco, San Jose, San Diego. <clears throat> just off the top of my head, that are all better. I liked Oakland then, better than San Francisco. Even, subjectively yeah, Oakland, better. Oakland, though, yeah, subjectively by my subjectiveness. Yeah, this is in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, subjectively <laughs> better. Just better nah, I probably agree with you, though. I, I'd agree with you. Yeah. yeah I, just I, think think what for... Trevor, I think what Trevor said is is the part that I, I'm getting at is um, that it's more welcoming to people of color. I just don't yeah. get that feeling out here. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, for sure. That's true. I'm not even, I don't even want to do shit if this is all I got to learn about fucking pilgrims and colonizers and shit. <laughs> Wearing that stupid hat buckle. <laughs> right? That shit, that shit probably didn't even tighten your hat. <laughs> well, it's crazy, it's right? Because I, I was I was coming back from um Florida. This was after Christmas break. Coming back from Florida, and you know how they have like the different attractions and stuff in the terminal. And it was like, come and see the historic side of Grove Hall. I was like, nigga, what? Grove Hall? Like, 
There's Grove Halls I mean, in a lot of places. I'm like, yo, are you serious? <laughs> like, it's like high you know, but you fuck around and go down there and get a bean pie. Like, that's that's the only attraction, or you might, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just to me, no, for real. Like to me, I'm just you like get that's a nice bow tie, really, Rashawn. Yeah, you get a bow tie, you get, you know what I'm saying? You get the muscle. Bow tie, a leaflet, a pamphlet. The, the muscle yeah, the newspaper. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, Shout out man. to two times. Yo, for real. <laughs> that's hilarious. But yeah, nah, DC. Man, though, Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say that's exactly what I was gonna go to was DC. Yeah, no, DC was lit because you know for the bachelor weekend when we even went down there, we went to a pretty nice high end steakhouse one night, and it was just like a whole bunch of black people in there. Like it was cool as shit. Like just the Mm -hmm. vibe, and you know when you go to certain places, especially in the city of Boston, depending on where you go, you go to the Seaport District, you go anywhere like a affluent neighborhood, right? There's just always that feeling. You know, black people got that that sixth sense where you just you feel like. "Mm, Slow. My food taking a little bit longer than that person that came in 10 minutes after. That's crazy. (laughs) Right. It's a little unwelcoming in here. But I mean, just the just the atmosphere, just being in that that space and just like going out. Like there was bars that were catered to, you know, people of color, like the Rose Bar that we went to, like different establishments. For black places, you could just pull up into a spot. You just pull up exactly to feel comfortable, whether it was a black spot per se or not, because there were some people of color in there or some, yeah. I've noticed yeah. that other places that went where you don't have to. Like, I feel like that the people working, like it's not just the black people. There's actually helping. white people working there too. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. There's, yep. there's, and and there's black people in positions of power there as well. Mm. Yeah, yep. yeah. I feel like places in Boston, like especially Seaport, these fancy areas, like there's this um kind of like allure of like I go to this restaurant, so like I I'm I'm doing really well. Like we were just in Seaport last night for a friend's birthday. And it was and, all immigrants uh, working in the in the in the well, cafeteria. no, actually the, there was like well, actually I didn't see the kitchen. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so you it, it, it could be. You. Yeah. But like the people that were there were really diverse. Like there was every that's good race and identity there. But like what restaurant? The, Call them out. Uh, Ocean Prime in Seaport. Oh, okay. uh, really good. It's got good dessert. Good over dessert. There. I recommend it. There. Yeah, it's good. But um, good dessert. This guy, this guy, he came over because we came in just for dessert. dessert. We had already had dinner, so we came in just for dessert. Guy comes over, and that's um, like some cheap shit. I will pull. It it was. If you (laughs) y'all went, y'all went to Friendly's and then went to Ocean Prime for dessert. (laughs) He said, "Yo, they got good dessert." Nah, so we went over and we sit down. The waiter, like you know, gives us our drinks and whatever, and he starts reading off the menu. Um, for the specials and all of us look at each other like we're not getting any of this and so he's talking about some wagyu he's talking about Ooh. 20 ounce steak and he's reading off the prices he finishes the last steak and it's like that's going to be 140 dollars. i'll let you guys think about it and be right back and we all look at each other like nah nah specials 140 dollars special to the cup <laughs> i don't need a glass he comes up he's like bed. you want tap you want fiji or you want uh sparkling we're like uh we'll go with tap <laughs> Don't go attack, please. Shit, you don't yeah. even gotta do that. You'd be like, hold on, just give me the glass. I'll go out to the fuck seaport, just scoop some water. We'd be out. I'll get, I'll get it myself. Right? No, nah, but I, I think tight, like I ain't getting no tip today. Yeah, well, we yeah, we kind of felt bad, but it is what it is. It was a quick, it was a quick one. Yeah, y'all feel that so, sometimes. Y'all go to certain establishments, like motherfuckers look at you like sneaking going to. Y'all ever feel that for real? I'm yes. dead serious. Maybe. Well, for a night like that, yeah, we kind of felt bad. But not always. It depends. 
Reem was looking like, how much for two scoops of vanilla ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Reem, you bring up a good point, which I think definitely growing up in the city, in the town of Amherst, people got got conflated the ideas of having a diverse, different, different culture, different ethnic background area, a group of people, and then having a place that's specifically welcoming to black or people of color who've grown up in America. Right. Those are different. Yeah. It's, it's completely different. And those yeah. two things can sometimes get conflated. And right, I experienced right. that a lot. And we're so diverse. We're leaders in diversity because we have people from all these different countries. And it's like, yeah, but how are you actually treating Meaning. the black students? Yo, like, for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like everywhere with Mecco. Like when I was in the Mecco program, people would say the same shit, right? And you know, the affinity group doesn't only apply to people of color. Like, yeah, we can talk about our shit, but nigga, there needs to be a conversation with 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 white people as well, right? So it's just mm-hmm. it, it was just it, it's funny just seeing that perspective. There needs to be a conversation with people who aren't from America, right? Mm. Even, well, and even, also, yeah. Oh, go ahead, D. I was gonna say, even the black people, even I mean, not the black, even the African people who aren't from America. I'm not just saying, yeah, not just saying the European people, like I'm saying mm-hmm. it's the, the, all the kind, everybody who's just not from America. We just need to be a bigger conversation about what that looks like and the different experiences that happen. And sometimes those two get conflated, especially mm-hmm. people being from Africa and then people being black, but also like the Asian mm-hmm. experience, yep. the uh, Indian experience, uh, so on and so forth. Well, like with Whatever that, we could throw in there. And with that, like it kind of goes back to what we talked about last week, which I, I don't want to get into capitalism and everything, but there's definitely this social norm that when you go to certain places like an ocean prime or a nice steakhouse, there's status with that. So if you go there, you might see, you know, a celebrity there, or you might be seen as well off and, you know, immigrants that come here, like they recognize that immediately because they, you know, they become accustomed to the norms here. Right. And so that becomes like a, a standard of practice that like, if you want to, you know, feel like you're doing well, or you want to be perceived that you're doing well, you go to these nice seaport restaurants, you know, you wear a really nice outfit, you order, you know, well, even if you don't have it, because people that see you there might think you're doing well. And that's very much a product of D, as you talked about capitalism, but more so like this idea of like status, you know, in, in this country and how people are perceived. Well, it's interesting. And think. I think I don't know if this is if this is specific to Boston, but I noticed it more in Boston, maybe because I started paying attention to it more. But when I was mm. growing up in other areas, when immigrants came, immigrants had the stigma, quote unquote, of being uh, poor or not having a lot. And then in Boston, when I see people who aren't from the country who are international immigrants, people are wealthy, rich, mm. and have a lot of money. And are doing things, we're rocking the Canadian gooses, rocking the Yeezys, going out to places like Seaport, having the fast cars, it's all doing we all those things. Yeah, it seems like that's that's a, a conscious decision to me that is being made by Boston to advertise to this group internet of international stu- uh, people, and I say students because because we had um, yeah. on campus Boston at Wheelock, which were all those students were really 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 wealthy. Yo. Um, so th- this might be why I'm paying attention to it more. So I might have a biased, skewed opinion on it. But it does seem to me like those are the type of people who they're targeting to put into the high rises when they're pushing people out and gentrifying people, which makes it look, quote unquote, diverse. But now you're creating a, a bigger economic gap, economic, socioeconomic. And the university wanna... needs their money to stay afloat. 
Yeah. Facts. You know, Yo, I want to so. double down on something that D was saying around like how we see immigrants because like I remember I was going like I think seventh grade and this family, this Nigerian family moved to our neighborhood. Mind you, where I live was semi most people, I would probably say about 75, maybe 60% of people in that neighborhood own their house. And I would probably say over 60 was black people. So it was like kind of almost like a little black suburb, people of color, a few white kids mixed in, but not really. <laughs> um and this Nigerian family moved in. They were dressed like we were like, "Yo, what?" Like he, they had to the, like middle school like light up sneakers on. Like they were definitely girl sneakers and stuff. <laughs> sorry, like yeah, yeah, it was sorry. funny. I'm sorry. It was like some people were like, "Hey, yo, what are you doing?" Like, luckily, I feel proud, yo, because it was my boy still today. I, was, I told him like, "Yo, just so you know, like people out here not really rocking that." Like, and I was like showing the pictures, like, "Yo, this still like the stuff that people be wearing and stuff." Like. Like next time, you know, you get the chance and everyone's like, yo, they probably mad poor. They got their stuff and pay less. But like mm. the parents were just like, oh, yo, that's cheap. We're going to cop that. Come to find out as I got to know them and I went in their house, um, they had pictures of them like on balconies with like the the, Afri- the Nigerian garb on. Like they was like, they was up there because they moved to America and mm. bought a house. Mm. Like they bought yeah. a house like from another. So they were straight. They were higher up in Nigeria. But when they came here, they still was in the black suburbs, you know? Mm. So, like, that, that like, they just didn't know the culture. So, like, on the outside, it looked like, oh, they're poor. They don't know what's going on. But they just had, it took them a while to assimilate. So mm. I just want to go. And, and in my head, I instantly thought they were poor, too. And I was just trying to put them on or whatever. But and so that that humbled me and taught me kind of, like, you know, D just brought that up in my head. Like, humbled me, like, yo, just because they're immigrants doesn't mean they're necessarily poor. Like, they might have jobs. They might have been saving for years to get their, like, citizenship and things like that. Yeah, it it goes back to like really what you value, right? Like because what what's Jay Z's quote? Like you know, you look at a room and everybody's got their chains on, but Jay's got no chains. The riches do in the room. Like it all depends on how you like value that kind of stuff and how you want to be perceived, right? There's people that go out to places like that to make a point to show their wealth, and there's people that are even wealthier than that that make a point to not show their wealth. And like immigrants are a great example because they come to this country and have to get a you know, accustomed to the norms and depending on where they, they, you know, decide to, to live, they're going to get accustomed to different norms and, and different ideas. And, and that might, you know, change how they want to be perceived or how they want to be viewed. Yeah, man. That's some food for thought right there. So much Canadian goose. I don't even know what that Bro, the Canadian goose is crazy. Dude. I don't even want to look up the prices, man. I know expensive. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll tell you what, man. I was looking at one yesterday. It was the Chinese students was... for me in college. They yep. used to have the yep. drip. Yep, it was the yeah. Indian ones too, bro. What's it? What's the jacket go for right now? You think six hundred dollars? Stop! It's the vest. The vest. The grand? No, no, no. The vest. The vest goes for at least six to eight hundred, bro. I was looking just the vest. Just the vest. The jacket. I was do a little. The jacket got to be a grand. Bro. Oh, like, why is it that much no, better and, though? And some of them be walking no, around and they be people... dirty jackets. I'm like, yo, so you that's yo. just your everyday joint right there? Yeah, I thought Damn. North Face was expensive. Yeah, how much? Oh, I thought... 14? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I told you. Yo, look at it's, this. Let me share my screen real quick. Feathers. I'm going to share my. What does my that even mean? Right? Real Canadian goose feathers? The geese fly and the feathers, they collect them and then they put them in the coats. Yo, look at this shit right here. Yeah. It's got to be super insulating. Like I better, I better be able to be warm. Five, five, think about, think about the geese being water in the winter. Five twenty-five for a vest. Is bro, they got insane. payment plans for this stuff. 
Oh yeah, after oh yeah, they probably. Oh yeah, I see Klarna right there. I'm bet. Let's go. Let me see. You were putting your your Canadian one thirty away. One thirty one a month. Okay. One thirty one a month. But you know what, D? There's probably a lot of people that are doing that shit. Everybody does that shit. That's what people do for. I don't know. I don't. I can think of a couple people who are doing that shit that we know. Who do? People trying to flex. Yeah. Uh, oh, not, okay. I think I think, think, think Ray will know where I'm going with that. I try to figure out right now. <laughs> oh, I can I can guess who you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100, 131 a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like just imagine that though. You're paying 131 a month for a jacket. Like trying to keep up with the Jones. You're paying. Man. I mean, a really cheap car payment, but like you're paying. A monthly payment for insurance, an article of clothing. Pretty much insurance. Insurance, insurance yeah. Insurance. You're paying insurance for insurance, an article yeah. of clothing, right? Yeah. Yo, I got a I got a friend who has a has a pretty nice car. He's paying his car note is seven fifty a month. Oh, 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 oh. Yo, that's Why? more than my rent. Can you disclose seven, what this friend lucky, does? But... Can you just seven, seven, about what this friend does for work? Seven fifty a month. It's not worth it. Nah, though. it's not. <laughs> it's not. Worth. I'm just gonna leave it. I'll leave it at. I'll leave it at that. So Bro. I said. So, but even I'm trying to. I'm trying because in my head, I'm trying to like rationalize. Okay, go to prime like, steakhouse for that. So no, no, no. Oh, for me, I'm, bro. For me, I'm like, bro, seven fifty a month. I'm like, yo, is your insurance included in that? He was like, nah, that's that's just the car note. I was like, nigga. And people who can afford those cars, their payment isn't that high because they can afford to put a large down payment down. No, if you pay, if you put a large down payment down, you should should not be seven fifty. I don't care. That's what I'm saying. People who yeah. actually can't afford them, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're paying like five hundred a month. But you're not driving. Probably putting down twenty. That's you're not. Yeah, that's still too much. Yeah, you're not. You're not driving. You're not driving a foreign. If you drive, I mean, even when I was, I'll, I'll let y'all know when I was driving a BMW and this shit was entirely too high for me. I was paying four hundred a month for my car note, and then because yo, and then and then I was paying on top of this. Look at here's the kicker because they're like, oh, you you're twenty five years old living in the city. We're gonna get you with two twenty five a month for car insurance. Mm. So yeah. think about that. Even even with that, I'm still paying less than what this nigga is paying for just his car note. Most most people you see with nice cars cannot f- afford them financially. Like they they are yeah. they're paying way Probably too much leasing. for their car note. Well, even if they're leasing though, they're still yeah. paying too much. Yeah, like the, the algorithm, whatever it's supposed to be based on your income, people can go way over that. Yeah, people got the BMWs but still living at their parents' crib. Hey, listen. That's, that's the, what it that's is. The, that's what that's it the, is. But that's hey, let's see through that jab. But the, that's the only way. That's the only. That's the only way I could afford it, though. I mean, I was actually, honestly, I was but, thinking about someone else too. People asking oh, people to co- uh, co-sign their car loans and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. That's crazy, <laughs> yo. You got crazy. See, we gotta we gotta stop this podcast. But no, but on the flip side, right? Like that shit to me is just yeah. No, that that's crazy. And like, you're not even. What trying. would be the reason for it? That's like what, what he said. Why? Like, did he did he tell you why? Is he, for he work? Like, no, no, does he have so, a business so, that he has no, to keep up appearances? No. So for me, so for me, I'm like, yo, what's? Yeah, I'm thinking about. If you had, if you had a business. I'm, think, I'm thinking of like, yo, what's your credit score? Because your, your credit score got to be shitty to be paying something like that. Because I had, I have a great credit score. I'm like, four hundred to me is still steep. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah, that car dealer yeah. must have been doing like <laughs> the two step after he signed that agreement. Yeah, nah, that shit is nuts, bro. Crazy. 
Yeah, uh, I guess I guess it's preference. Like if people really want it, and if they can do it, if it's not going to put them in a bad yeah, spot. Yeah, if you if but... you can afford it, yeah. But I please, I'm not I'm not paying that for what for those. But for what, like Kareem said, for what, like why? Status. Like that. That's how I think. But I realize not but everybody. But not everybody looks at it like that, so, right? So There's other a, reasons. And you said that D. It's it's he, he's being validated somewhere in order to to him that makes sense in his mind that makes sense to. Pay that as D would say, month. capitalism. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's what people value. Because yeah. um, I know, I know a kid. Um, I don't want too much information in case he listens to the pod. But I just know a kid that, like, he he fre- he he dropped out of college, but then he got a dope coding job, so he's making bank. But he's living at Fuck home. That nigga, bro. And right, <laughs> he's a good kid, but like, it's like like, and he but he lives at home. He be helping his mom with building stuff, but it's like. I understand, like, that's important. You're in the car. I see me doing stuff on the car. I see tinkering and stuff. Like, this is hobby. But still, like, mm. how, like why is that your priority? Like, the, the car you drive to get to work. Like, you don't even go, like, you living at home. Like, if you was driving it to home, then, like, that's cool. But, like, you're driving at your, right. to your mom's house. Like, it's it's just, like, to me. It, at least he can cars, fix the car. Because that's the other yeah. part, Rashawn. You want to talk about that maintenance for that 421 car payment? <laughs> Bro, so this is wow. this is this and, and honestly, all jokes aside though, I think for me, that's when everything came into perspective in terms of all right, like me and Annabelle about to get married. We're about to start a family. So I mean, that should happen a lot sooner than we expected, but I'm just glad that I'm like, you know what? I just need to get like a family car. Like I had, that was like a 25 year old mindset in terms of I want something fast. Now that I had that, I'm like, you know what? That's something I could potentially have later on that's, down the road. That's how I see it. So, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, well, this is, this is the setback right now. And we're saving money, you know, having this, this, this Jeep compass. Cause I don't want the Jeep Cherokee. Cause that costs a lot more. You know what I'm saying? So this frees me up in terms of <laughs> I could put some money aside, you know, seriously. So I think you could still copy your shoes. Like you love shoes. You get your shoes, do the stuff yeah. that you like, and you can still get what and you need. Yeah, I had to slow that down a little bit too, but you know what I'm saying? It's just Same being more mindful. <laughs> but just, like I said, just being, just being a little bit mindful of, okay, what do I value right now? I don't have to flaunt anything. Like that's just not where, you know, I want to, you know, I don't need validation you know, from other people than me. You know what I'm saying? Cause, cause it's interesting. Cause I know people that come to me and like seen everything that's been going on. Like, yo, you made the changes, like mm. how you making the changes and like how, like, I want to get to that place. And that's the first thing that I think of is like, but you still trying to, you still trying to do stuff to appease other people. Mm. Right. Or to, to keep up with an appearance per se. Like, I guess if that 750 Carnot is really what makes you feel good, then, then, all right, go ahead. By all means, do that. But to me, where I'm looking, standing outside looking in, you're not doing that for you. So, right. like, there's some stuff, like, some habits that need to get dropped. Like you said, like, T, you said, like, you stop spending as much money on Bud. Like, the sacrifice you got to make. I stopped smoking weed. I don't, like, it wasn't like a, a conscious decision, like, I need to stop. It was just like, I just stopped. Because I was finding validation or happiness elsewhere. I didn't need to do that no more. So it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't even feel the inkling. I don't even feel the urge to even have to do that. And I know we're talking about capitalism, but like it could go to other stuff that other people have as vices, right? It's not just money. That's a vice. It's like, this is these are just vices that people have to fulfill these spaces, the empty voids people fill themselves. So it's kind of like, 
take a look at that and see where you can make the adjustment, see where you can make the sacrifice. And maybe you'll find a happiness because as we love to hear, we heard all the time, Rashawn, like what's the definition of stupidity? Like doing the, doing same, the same thing, thing and expecting a different result. Exactly. Yep. So it's like, what can you do differently? Yeah, doing exactly. the same thing in the same club at the same tape. No, but I mean it's it's honestly it's 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 those insecurities that ultimately end end up hindering people from getting to where they want to be, right? And then that ultimately mm-hmm. becomes the I'm tired of hearing the lip service of yo, I need to I want to be here, I need to aspire to do these things. Okay, like take pride in yo looking at your finances or just looking at just look be like we talk about the ruthless self examination, right? For for the people that were in them, right? Just looking at ourselves and no and 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 being okay with dialing back on certain shit that we do right because that's 750 that might make sense to you you might have the money to pay for that but bro if i'm trying to get here i don't need that because that's and then really look at why is why do i need to fulfill or why do i need this vehicle to to fulfill some void that i have in myself right cuz you just you're just spent that that, that 750 is gone at the at the first at the at the first of the month that shit is gone. Mm-hmm. That could be yeah. that basically could be buying a new car every year. To, to add it up, basically. Yeah. Well, and like and like you guys are saying, like it it does depend on where the person is at. Like if they don't have an issue, like with doing that in the moment, then it's like it's not an issue. But if they want right. to improve and go up, and they're doing that, then it's, it's like the ruthless self examination. What you said, like then you have to really question, like what am I doing right now that I could change that's going to help me going forward. You know, so like that's the distinction you got to make. There's nothing wrong with paying seven fifty yeah, for yeah, a car. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should we should be clear about that. Like, there's oh, nothing yeah. wrong with it. But it's like if there are other things you want to do and that is impeding it, then that's when you kind of right. Know, that's what I'm it. saying. We all have vices. Like like yeah. all of us love to buy shoes. Like that's something that we don't need to do. We have more pairs than we need. Mm-hmm. That two people yeah. need probably at this point. I'll speak for myself in the I statement. You know. I do. I have that many shoes, but I still like buying shoes. That gives me, makes me feel a little bit better sometimes when I get to purchase a new pair of shoes. Do I need to do it? No, but I do. But Mm. I've worked my way to the point where that is not killing me every time I do that. And I'm not saying the 750, you can put X number, the X number cardo is not killing that person. But when I hear the complaints about this is not where I want to be. This is not what I need to do. This is, I don't see myself in the same space as other. That's when I'm like, okay, well, Let's take let's look at this analytically and mm. see what's what what can we change. Right. Know? That's all. Yep. And, and and I'm not I'm taking it off of the 750, like to everybody's vice, whatever vice that might be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, fellas. I think that wraps up everything for today's episode. Um Luke's not here, so Rain, tell the good people where to find us, man. <laughs> you can uh tell a friend. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You can, you can, oh man, I'm getting fucked up. Charlie You can find us at off the rip dot podcast and off the rip underscore podcast. And like Mook says, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to give us a listen because you won't be disappointed. It's been another episode of Off the Rip. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair.